Welcome everyone to our podcast today brought to you by My Horse University and Michigan State University Extension. Today we're here with Christian Beverly, who is a former 4-H'er in Pennsylvania and a model horse collector. She is also an author and writes short stories and essays, and you definitely should check out her blog. Her blog can be found at christianbeverly.com. Welcome, Christian, for, and thank you for talking with us today. Thank you. All right, to start out, um, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in the model horse world? Sure. I've been involved in the model horse world for more than half of my life at this point. It all, I've always loved horses and it all started with a weird model horse I bought at a yard sale when I was really small. And many years afterwards, I was at Target and I saw a model in the similar position, bought it. And then I got my friend hooked on model horses and then she introduced me to the model horse hobby. Um, I like the hobby because it's, you can have dozens and hundreds of model horses and they don't cost a boarding fee. Um, you can do a lot of, if you like to research, you can do more of the historical aspect. If you like the science, you can do horse genetics. If you like to do art things, you can hack up model horses and reposition them. Um, if you're more into the horse breeds, there's learning about halter showing for model horses. So I like model horses because there's a little bit of everything that you can do. And I've done all of the things that you can do within them throughout the years. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the showing part of uh, model horses. What does that include? So I like to describe model horse showing as almost model horse trains, um, collecting how you can do those different displays at various venues. Essentially model horse showing, depending on if it's halter performance, it's taking a snapshot of a real horse action and recreating it in miniature. Mm -hmm. So for halter showing, it's more about knowing about horse breeds and the different colors that can come in the horse breeds. Performance is taking real horse events and putting them into realistic setups and being judged for them. You get judged on if the horse is on its right or its left lead, if you have your doll positioned, if you use a doll, if you use the right bits um, for your models. And you don't, sometimes people ask, oh, so you gallop them around on the table. No, you put them down. It's essentially an art show. But also, obviously, along with that, a lot of knowledge as well. So there's a definitely an educational part of, you know, having to know the background of the horses and um, and things like that. Yep, you have to know for, you know, for even, like, for example, Arabs, you have to know that Palomino is not an actual purebred color. For thoroughbreds, you have to know what's allowable for colors and keep your knowledge updated as the different breed organizations allow certain colors in, um, certain markings and especially for quarter horses. Um, there's a lot of background research that you have to do, especially if you want to do like a historical um, setup. If you want to do like Native American regalia setup, you have to research the different tribes and the groups, different ceremonies. So you understand 
what certain tack pieces were allowable, what could be used, bead patterns, such like that. So there's a lot of research involved and a lot of things that you learn. I've learned so much because of model horses, because of always having to research. Nice. And there's also definitely, I mean, you're, uh, you know, an author and um, kind of an artist along with this, I believe as well. So I, I know from what I, what I know about model horses that there can be just very neat things that you can design for your horses as well, right? The, the equipment and things like that. Could you tell us a little bit about that area of it? Sure. So I, I've done a little bit of everything because I've been doing this since I was small. So my interests have bounced, but you can customize the horses. Um, you can do it with all of the majorly produced ones, you know, even the ones that you can buy at a craft store. Um, you can reposition them with heat guns. Um, you can sculpt you new manes and tails, you know, change their ears. You can do anything. Sometimes people completely rip them apart and make them into a whole new animal. Um, and then for performance, you can do tack making. You can make all the tack equipment that you see on a real horse. You include all the bits. You research bits because you can have realistic looking bits, um, all the buckles, anything that you can find for a real horse, you can find in miniature for model horses, you know, horse blankets, people even customize um, model horse barns or create their own to make them realistic and, you know, like a dollhouse. Right, right. And you know, obviously, I mean, so you mentioned craft stores and, you know, there are tons of model horses out there that people can purchase. Um, how do you think this, you know, really opens the world to, um, you know, youth out there that might have an interest in a horse? Um, it's a low, I would consider it a low cost startup. Um, there is a range of model horses that you can get. And you can have them anywhere, you know, you can be somewhere where there aren't, there isn't access to horses and you can have model horses and still learn about horses and all the things that you can do with real horses. Um, they're universal because you don't have to worry about the upkeep fees to a model horse, which is nice. You don't have to worry about boarding fees or a freak accident. If your model horse somehow falls and you break its leg you can just glue it back on <laughs> so that's why I like them and if you ever get tired of them you can always pack them up you don't have to untangle yourself from a ton of different aspects I'm not saying that you would want to leave horses but if you ever need to take a break you can and you can find them anywhere you know you can have them anywhere which is really nice yeah. And one last question. Um, so if there was someone that was interested in model horses, what would be some places that you would direct them to? Maybe some websites or information? Where's kind of the best place to go? Sure. I would recommend they go to Briar Model Horses um, has their own blog. That's called, I think it's briarhorsesblog.com or something like that. They have a lot of how-tos and um introductions to model horses there's another blog that's by jennifer buxton a Braemere tack 
she has a lot of how-tos and introductions. I have some on my website also. Um, another website would be Desktop Studio. She has a lot of fun how-tos for making model horse stuff, same as Jennifer Buxton's blog. If you want to get into customizing and repositioning your models, there's um, Blue Mountain Studio. I think it's Blue Mountain Studio or Blue Mountain Stables. So those are a few. Um, there's also a YouTube channel called Stormy Strikes. And she does a lot of unboxings about Briars. And she also plays Star Stable, which is an online game that people can play. So those are a few places that I would recommend that get pretty good, broad introductions to model horses and all the different things that you can do with them. All right. Well, thank you for speaking with us today. This has been very helpful. And I'm sure there are a lot of youth out there that, you know, maybe this might open their their eyes to something new to, you know, maybe if mom and dad aren't quite ready to uh, purchase a pony yet, maybe a model horse might be good for them. So um, really appreciate your time and, and thank you for um, speaking with us. Thank you so much for having me.